Kenny the Sports Guy podcast. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Kenny the Sports Guy's podcast. I'm your host Kenny Severa, and today is another edition of Bench Talk. Really excited for this episode as voice actor Neil Wilson joins the podcast. Mr. Wilson is a renowned voice actor who has done TV promo work for FX, FX Network, HBO, Netflix, ESPN, and others. In addition, he has done voice work for TV commercials, narration for sports teams such as the San Francisco 49ers, more of them later, and was the host of the Travel Channel show Extreme Houseboats. Please welcome to the show, Neil Wilson. Thank you for being on the show today, Neil. Yeah, you make me sound so fancy. <laughs> I mean, you're a voice actor, and voice actors deserve respect, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just a hustler, man. <laughs> So the first question I have for you today is, how did your career of voice acting get started? Yeah, I think uh, deep down, I kind of always wanted to work with my voice. Um, and I was also interested in acting um, and uh, fell in love with that at a very young age. Um, I grew up in the Midwest and uh, there's there was not a lot of opportunities when I was growing up in my hometown to do voiceover work or it wasn't a thing that it was just it wasn't a place where you would pursue that sort of thing as you would in New York or LA. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I went into radio and I, I, I did, um, morning shows, night shows, afternoon shows, midday shows, um, did creative in radio, um, and kind of used that as a stepping stone into just getting in front of or behind a microphone. And, um, and so it, it dovetailed from there, um, as consolidation started to end, uh, you know, close the door on my radio career. I was like, all right, it's time to go full-time VO and, uh, knock on wood. It's been, um, it's been a, it's been a nice ride since, uh, since I left radio. So you started your career as, as working in radio and then you gradually made your way towards, uh, voiceover work and you have been doing it ever since. Yeah. In hindsight, 2020, you know, I always wanted to work with my voice. So radio was just a means for me to be able to do that. Would you mind telling me what voiceover work you have done so far? Oh gosh, um, a lot of I stuff. Know it's a lot. <laughs> a lot of stuff you don't. You, people never see. Um, I think that you know it's it's easy to talk about the the kind of sexy things that I've done. Um, you know, ABC's Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I did uh, some stuff for Survivor on CBS. Um, I was the promo voice for uh, Bill Maher's Live in Oklahoma. Um, when that ran in 2017, something like that, um, I hosted three seasons of, um, extreme houseboats, which is still, I did that project in like 2012 and it still airs today. Um, TV and radio. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the top 50 voiceover, um, imaging voices for radio imaging. So I'm on in markets like, uh, Long Island and LA and, uh, uh, Memphis and Denver and all over the place. And then I have TV affiliates across the South and through the Midwest, um, you know, all kinds of stuff, anything that needs a, listen, I am a capitalist, anything that needs a, (laughs) and I I fit, then, uh, then I'm your guy. Uh, it's very rare that I turn down the opportunity to make a little cash. (laughs) Hey, cash is king these days, man. You gotta make that money. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. What was the best voiceover project you have ever done so far in your career? Gosh, you know, I love 
I love everything that I do. Um, I don't really work. Um, <laughs> like, cause I love what I do so much. Um, I, I don't know that I have one favorite. Um, I mean, I love my radio stuff equally as much as I love my TV affiliate stuff. Um, I love my promo work as much as I love my narration work. Um, I'm lucky that I have a very diverse career so that I get to play in sort of all, you know, there's this umbrella of voiceover and then there's all these different genres that fall underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm lucky that I play in, you know, more than a handful of those arenas. Um, so, I mean, honestly, like I don't have one favorite. I like, I like it all. So you did, uh, I was researching you and you did a project with the uh, 49ers about like a narration thing. Uh, that was a long yeah, time so ago. I know the Niners but... actually did did uh, um, a feature on me. Yeah, um, it, it was back when um, there was a guy by the name of Rob Alberino who mm-hmm. was running the, um, the 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 49ers studios department. He's he's since left and is now at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but he had he he was very interactive from a front office standpoint with um, with fans on twitter and they put out this sort of like hey are you a rabid fan you know do you have some weird pre-game you know game rituals you know we want to hear your story so i <clears throat> i sent him a little message I was like oh yeah for sure like you know like my kid is named after bill walsh jed york helped me name my kid oh um, yeah i remember that um so we did this little kind of discovery call getting to know each other seeing if i was a fit and it wasn't but a few weeks later that, you know, two guys knocked on the door and said, hey, we're with the 49ers. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so they came in and filmed me um, and they ran it as part of this series called The Faithful, um, where the, where each week they would highlight different members of this sort of faithful community of 49er fans. And um, there were some really amazing stories. Like I, I felt like my, my story was such small potatoes. I'm just a, a weird, you know, over the top <laughs> fan, you know, where there's guys who have like given purple hearts to Jim Harbaugh and, um, you know, there, there were just some really amazing guys that, you know, ran restaurants in, in San Francisco and, um, you know, but it was it was cool nonetheless. It was a great little a great little piece to throw on my website. And and what's crazy now is that that video is really really old. Like, so my son, who was you know knee high yeah. to a grasshopper in mm-hmm. there, uh, not only did he have an ear infection that day that we later found out, but oh, wow. um, he's almost nine now, and he's getting to go to his first game later this season. Um, so that video's like, like really old and it just still kind of lives on. And I keep thinking like, I'll do these videos of like, you know, this kind of like this sort of play by play of like what a weekend looks like for me going to a game. And, and, um, I thought about taking some of that old footage of like just me going to the games and updating that, but I just, it's so hard, you know, cause that, that's such a well produced piece about me and the family. Wow. And we've since added another a little girl too, so they're like the family has grown since that video. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna be for uh, uh, avid 49ers fans pretty soon. <laughs> well, he's gonna have a hard time explaining why he's named after Bill Walsh if he's the fan of another team. <laughs> so my next question is, what gear do you use for your voiceover projects? 
Um, so this microphone is actually a mic modeling system. It's a Townsend Labs Sphere L22. Um, and it, it allows me to, it's basically a mic locker in one mic. It models other microphones. Mm -hmm. um, so I have that custom set up. It goes through my, um, my Universal Audio Apollo. It goes through my Universal Audio Apollo and then into my Mac. Um, um, and then like, you know, I mean, I've got like studio monitor speakers and, um, a little avid dock here for pro tools. Um, but it's really, you know, it, it's a professional setup, but it's, it's amazing how, um, how it's just easy for, you know, it doesn't require having a, like a, a degree and setting this stuff up. Like you just have to have some knowledge and work your way through it, you know? And YouTube does uh, uh, helps out a lot too. Actually. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and then I built out my studio, um, which is kind of like my Forty Nine er shrine. Um, I'll send you a link to that to post as well. But yeah, the uh, baseball I'm seeing back in the background right now it looks pretty good. I see the candlestick park. Uh, oh yeah, towels, got, the rally towels. Yeah, that's I did my own rally towels as merch. Um, it's kind of hard to see the whole room, but no, um, based on what I can make the gist of it. Right. That actually looks amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a cool little space to hang out in every day. Um, it, you know, it's it's not a bad space. And now I messed up my microphone or my camera angle. Um, it's not a bad place to hang out every day. It's a uh, it's it's uh, I mean, I'm in this little room, but I put these giant windows right here. Mm -hmm. so, so I can see the backyard and I can see sunshine and yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. when it's going to rain and um, um it's uh yeah it's a cool little space and finally my my final question for this segment is do you have any advice for up and coming voice actors out there you know i have a lot of people reach out to me and say you know i've i've heard that i have a great voice i'd like to i'd like to do voice acting how do i do that um the the best advice that i can give is um everybody has a unique journey in their life and um, everybody has a unique story to tell um, through that life experience. Um, it's less about the voice and more about those life experiences. And the best person to help you navigate that would be to work with a voiceover coach. Um, they're super easy to find. Um, they're you know, a simple Google search and a lot of them will work remotely. You don't have to go like to their studio or anything like that. Um, COVID changed the game um, because everybody's working remotely. Um, there's not a lot of in-person stuff anymore. So my best advice is find a coach, study with them like it's college, like literally like it's college. And when I say college, I'm talking about the, the financial investment as well. Uh, don't make a demo until that coach says, I think you're ready for a demo um, because first impressions are everything. Um, if you blow somebody out of the water right away, then, you know, the chances of, of that snowballing into something else are, are highly likely. So, yeah, my my best advice that I can give anybody who's interested in, you know, charting this path is find a coach and study like it's college. It's actually really good advice. And whoever is hearing this, I hope that uh, you follow this advice and that way you end up like me over here. <laughs> <laughs> Every journey is different, though. No, no one career is the same as the next. Now, that is true. That is true. 
So switching gears now, we're going to talk about your beloved San Francisco 49ers. Now, I heard that you are an avid 49ers fan. You live, eat, breathe all things 49ers. How did you become a 49ers fan? You know, they were, uh, they were winning when I was growing up in the Midwest. And uh, the, the society around me said, you're going to be a Bears, Packers, or Vikings fan. Kind of right in that. A little bit of the St. Louis Rams, but eh. Uh, <laughs> but they were winning when I was growing up. And there was something about that Bill Walsh offense. It was something about Joe Montana and Ronnie Lott and Jerry, Ru- Jerry Rice and then, and then Steve Young. And just those teams, Deion Sanders, like all those all those teams, there was something about the swagger of those teams and they were winning. So yeah, I was probably a little bit of a bandwagon fan, but I think everybody kind of starts as a bandwagon fan. Of course. Of course. You know, That's how it begins. The whole generation of bills fans because Josh Allen is winning for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I kind of latched onto the team and, and I mean, kind of latched onto them really hard early on. And, um, and it just kind of has, never gone away to love for the Niners. So who was your favorite player growing up? Jerry Rice. I actually have, I have a bunch of like autographed memorabilia and I refuse uh, to buy a Jerry Rice autograph. I want to meet him and, you know, get a picture with him and, um, and have him autograph something for me, like in person. Um, so he's the only autograph that I don't, uh, not that I, I mean, there's a lot of autographs I don't have, but like, you know, I mean, I've got Joe Montana, I've got Steve Young, I've got Patrick Willis, I've got Frank Gore, um, I've got Jim Harbaugh, um, I've got a glove that uh, Isaac Sopoaga wore and caught pass in a game wow. against Cleveland. Um, I've got a lot of really cool Niners memorabilia, but yeah, Jerry Rice is that one. Like, I just, I'm not gonna, like, I want to like have the opportunity. And every time I'm at the, so I always go down to the tunnel when I'm at the games and every time he's there, he comes out, but he stays as, as as center as possible. Like he's preparing for the game, like leave me alone. And he'll come out and he'll, you know, he'll hype the crowd and, and then just keep on walking and, yeah, I've never had the opportunity. I got to meet Steve Young. I got a picture with Steve. A really weird, like Snapchat picture with Steve Young. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I never actually met any 49ers, 49ers players. I'm actually a Jets fan, and hey, the Jets are like San Francisco uh, East. I mean, yeah, but we just gotta get it together sometimes because the last few seasons have just been terrible for us. I mean. We still got Zach Wilson. I really liked Zach Wilson. Coming I mean, I, I, I like him too, but they just, just needed to round him players, you know? Yeah, I just don't know that it translates for him. I don't know. It's just it's just weird because I used to work with the Jets in 2018, and that was like during the bad years where, you know, we didn't really have a, truly have a quarterback. Uh, we didn't really have an offense. Defense was so hard, but... I've just been a Jets fan ever since, like in the like when I was a kid, and every year they seem like they they disappoint me every year. But I think this year might be different. Yeah, that's what that's what everybody says. There's only one team that doesn't say that, and that's the team that won the Super Bowl. Yep. I think this year might be different. They that team, the team that won the Super Bowl, is going to go. We're going to run it back. We're going to do it again. Which leads you to my next question. Let's talk about last season. The 49ers made it to the NFC Championship game, but unfortunately, 
were bested by the Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Did you expect the 49ers to make it this that far in the postseason? You know, I didn't. Um, I thought that they would. I thought they'd beat Dallas. Um, I they should have never won in Green Bay. Um, that and that, don't get me started on Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> but he, you know, he would. Ha- Jimmy Garoppolo, when he plays great, he's lights out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he, he plays bad, out. it's awful. It's it's frustrating to watch as a fan and. He put out a stinker of a game in Green Bay. I mean, we won on a blocked punt. And what's really underrated is before the half, it was either Tart or Ward, uh, one of our safeties, ran down Aaron Jones, who was about to march in. For, like, the defense won that game. The defense, and oddly enough, special teams, which was a big... Yeah, special big teams actually game. played a factor in that game, too. But, you know, you also need... you also Sadly... I mean, sadly, and kind of, you know, it's just the nature of the game is you got to have a quarterback that can execute. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan is dialing up dimes, like wide open guys, nobody within 10 yards. And and the stupid quarterback can't hit the guy with a pat. Like he gets happy feet and is like, oh, he's open. Oh, and just and misses him. You know, it's it's like he's just not. I'm excited for Trey Lance. Let's put it that way, because we had the ball in the NFC championship game with a 10 minute, no, I'm sorry, a minute and like 43 seconds or something to go. All we had to do was march the ball down for a touchdown, you know, and execute our way down the field. And the quarterback just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. They were saying that he was actually hurt during the NFC championship game. He had like a shoulder. Yeah, he he had a shoulder, but don't go out and play. Don't go out and play if, if you're that injured. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what he was right. I don't. I don't know the conversations behind closed doors. I, you know, I, he ended up having surgery, so um, it obviously was, um, you know, it, it obviously was, um, you know, a little more serious than than they led on to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had a, I think, was it a toe thing? I think it, it was also a toe thing earlier in the year. Oh, no, it was a finger. His, his it finger. was a finger issue. And then earlier in the year, then in the NFC Championship game, it was a shoulder injury. Yeah. I, um, it was just, it was frustrating to, you know, like, because we were at one point. So I was at that game, actually. And I was down. You remember when Debo got around the end and he scored the first touchdown yeah. by reaching for the pilot? So that was right in front of me. And I looked at this guy, but. I got a whole nother story on that. So I'm going to dovetail, but the guy, so at one point we're up by like 10 points, seven. No, it wasn't seven. That was the super bowl. Um, but we were up by 10 points. We're like, Oh, this is happening. We're going, we're going to the super bowl. This is going to be awesome. And, um, I looked back at the guy and I was like, just, there's a lot of game left. Like just pump the brakes. Um, you know, and that's when Aaron Donald just went into like freak mode and, uh, just ate up that offensive line. And, and um yeah it's uh it's never fun I, i've been to two super bowls i've watched them lose twice i've never seen the confetti fall at a super bowl because i'm too disheveled to stay there as leave what were the two super bowls you went to the one in 2013 against oh, the new Rams, orleans one. The new orleans and then i went to the miami super bowl in 20 well 2020 how, how, how was the super bowl i've never been to a super bowl before it's very corporate oh really um, there's a lot of people there that 
because of the size and the nature of the event, right? Now, granted, you get like rabid fans like me that end up getting in and, you know, can get a ticket and mm-hmm. um, mortgage a small country in order to get a ticket, um, all for the chance to see our team hoist Lombardi, which hasn't happened for me twice. Um, but th- it's, I find it to be very corporate. They've got all their corporate sponsors and, 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 um, you know, secure, it's like a maze of security to get in and out. Um, the, I, I distinctly remember during the 2013 Super Bowl when the power went off in the second half, I distinctly remember not being able to hear during the, um, halftime performance. Um, it, it is very much a, a made for television event because think about it. You got a billion people on television. You can only get 70, 80,000 in a stadium. Um, but it's really neat to be there. It's a, it for, for a fan like myself that a, I love live sports, any, any sport I'll go to a live game. Um, any of the major sports, like you're not going to catch me. You're not going to catch me going to a tennis match. Like it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but any for, for, for it's, it's kind of a cool once in a lifetime experience that I've got to do twice now. Yeah. I always want to go to the Super Bowl one day. So going back to uh, Trey Lance, do you think, do you think he should start over Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't, you don't give up that sort of draft capital uh, not to go with the kid. And you know what? He's only like 22 years old. So yeah, he's got it. You know, do I expect him to come out this year and be the, you know, the the second coming of Patrick Mahomes or Steve young or whatever? No, I don't. Um, Do I, do I think he's a notch better than Jimmy Garoppolo? I hope so. I mean, he could throw the ball. I mean, yeah, there's all these hot takes about, Oh, he's not good. He's not going to be good. He's not very good. Uh, You know, Niners are frustrated. There's all these hot takes. But none of it comes from the Niners. And if you watch the the local the local reporters for any team is where you're going to get all your information. The guys who are on the ground every day. Mm-hmm. And you know, from what I understand and what I've read, I, obviously I'm not there. I'm I'm in Louisiana. Like I'm not in the Bay Area. Um, he, you know, he's impressed. And and you know the. If you know, if you can rally the players behind him and guys start to like him and he starts to make plays, you know, winning is everything. You know, if we if we come out of the gate, let's say, you know, so we got Chicago, we got Seattle, who is week three, Denver, and then LA. So if you come out of the gate, like in my mind, we're at least two and two, probably three and one. We should beat the Bears, we should beat the Vikings. Yeah, those Denver, are Denver and LA are a toss up. So, you know, two and two, three and one, something like that. Um, but if you go 0 and 4 in your first quarter of the season, now all of a sudden people are going to start chirping, put in Jimmy Garoppolo. Why did you let Jimmy Garoppolo go? Um, I think it's just because Jimmy Garoppolo is a good looking guy. <laughs> they want to see the good looking guy succeed. <clears throat> but um, yeah, Trey Lance, I'm, you know, as a fan, I. As a, as a smart football fan who under, I understand the X's and the O's. Um, I just need him to be one notch better, just one notch better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Because, <laughs> I mean, that was the, the problem is when Jimmy's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's really bad. I mean, I think I could see him trading them because uh, they need 
I think they need more of a draft pick for that for him. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're, they're going to wind up cutting him at trading camp. They're going to have to because uh, they can't afford him. I mean, uh, they basically don't want him in there. There was something online was it yesterday or the day before about would the Niners trade Jimmy Garoppolo to Seattle? And if somebody in your division is going to give up some draft picks and, you know, but what do they want for him? Like, are they willing to hold on to him for a year? And I, I don't know. I don't know those conversations. So the next question I have for you is, is it true that you wear a full 49ers uniform every game day? I used to till I got fat. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was able to get my hands on a pair of game worn <laughs> pants. I don't even know whose they were and you know what game they were worn in, but um, I had a full full uniform at one point, um, complete with the helmet. Which helmets are easy to buy, but um, yeah, I, I still have the pants. They just don't fit anymore. I got, I've added. A little bit of muscle and a little bit of fat, so <laughs> they're not quite as uh, slim fitting as they used to be. <laughs> and finally, the final question I have is: What are your predictions on the 49ers this season? Gosh, I don't know. You know, I I think it's one of those years. It's it's a it's a year of um, change because you have you know have a new quarterback who hasn't pl- didn't play a ton at the FCS level. Um, I think we have probably four players who are the best in the league at their position. Um, I think that uh, I can, I can tell you what I hope if that may, if that's easier. Oh, that's fine. I hope that we're a 10 win team. Um, I hope that we win the Super Bowl, but realistically, like, you know, are the Rams beatable? Yes, because I'll never forget. I was I was down on Bourbon Street one night drinking, and this dude was wearing a Rams shirt, and I was like, "Kyle Shanahan is Sean McVay's daddy," <laughs> and I was just being belligerent. Be the I was being belligerent, like I was talking shit, and uh, and uh, this guy, this other guy, walks by and goes, "It kind of is," and then it came back to bite me in the NFC Championship game. Um, you know, if I think they have a tough schedule. Um, but they don't. I don't think they leave the West Coast after the first half of the season. No, they don't. Um, they've got a mid-season bye, which is really good. Um, I forget when their Thursday night game is. I I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I just you know I I hope that Trey Lance lives up to the hype and and up to the draft pick that we gave up for him. I hope that the team stays healthy because I think that. So much of winning in the NFL is about staying healthy and keeping the nucleus of, of those guys together. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I just want to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing about the 49ers. I think they're going to finish with a record of 12-5, second in the NFC East. I mean, it's NFC West, sorry. I think Trey Lance is going to have a breakout season. But I do not think Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded. I think he's going to stay as a back, uh, a backup. I think the defense is going to be really, really good for the 49ers this season. And they might have one win against the Rams in their division. But they gonna, I think they're going to wind up dominating the entire division other than the Rams. So I could see the 49ers with a prob. They're not going to win the division, obviously, because that's the Rams' territory. I could see them winning – 
the wild card, but I don't see them making it past the the divisional round. So who do you think they play in the wild card? That's actually a good question. Oof. I'm going to shock a lot of people, but I think I'm, they're going to play the Bucks Because I don't think the the Bucks are a good team, but it just feels like something's missing with them. Like, it feels like the Rams exposed them last season in the post in the in the divisional round. Yeah, and there's something like missing with them. I, I just can't figure out what it is. I so mean, you like nice, the Buc- you like the Bucks in the in the wild card yeah, for the yeah. Niners. Yeah. What about the divisional round? <clears throat> Do you think they go to Green Bay again? I think they go to Green Bay, but the problem with Green Bay is who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw to? Yeah, he has no receivers. Yeah, he has no receivers. He basically, the Packers basically traded away one of their best receivers they ever had in Devontae Adams. I can't help but wonder if Aaron Rodgers ends up getting traded. No, nah, I, I, I really don't see them. late for that, but. Um, I, I really don't see them trading him because they spend an absurd amount of money on him. Yeah. It's like Aaron Rodgers is reaching 40. It just feels like that was just a desperation, like a move on their part. Yeah. Because they don't have anybody to succeed Rodgers. Well, and, and Jordan Love. Jordan but... Love. Jordan Love <clears throat> is okay, but if he was if he Rodgers. was so great, he would have beat out Rodgers at this point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I got the 49ers making it to the division round. Um Rodgers is kind of like that pretty girl in high school that you always wanted to take to prom, you finally get to take her to prom, and then she's a terrible lay. Exactly. So like, the last three years proved the deal. that. The last three years proved that, actually. You know, it just... I like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, but he just can't get it done for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the the Packers and, and their inability to put somebody around, like, I mean, Rodgers Rogers can still play. Like, he's yeah, a good obviously, yeah. like, You put him on a team with, like, put him on the 49ers, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That could have been um, a reality years ago. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they, but, but who knows? Nobody knows anything in the draft. Nobody, They're running yeah. these measurables and these spider graphs and all these. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why your third, fourth, and fifth round guys end up being the ones who, like, translate to the NFL. Exactly. They don't have the measurables in college, and you know some people can just out athlete people in college. But mm-hmm. look at how many first round draft picks are just complete busts. Well, we we can't all be Tom Brady though. Tom Brady just he was a sixth round pick. Yeah, he was literally, literally the last pick of the draft, and he was just he just defied everything. Like he it's crazy. So what? Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so um, on uh, Instagram, it's at Neil Wilson Voice. On Twitter, it's at Neil Wilson Voice. I don't have Facebook. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, but that's like a it's like a convoluted, weird URL. Um, uh, my website is neilwilson.com. Um, oh, I'm on TikTok too. Uh, I don't even know my TikTok name, but I'm I'm still trying to find my way. Like, what is my path on TikTok? Um. Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Just search Neil Wilson voice on Google. You'll find me. And is there anything you want to promote? Um. Just, I mean, other than myself, you know, if you need VO, uh, hit me up. Lord knows who's who's gonna watch this. 
So, uh, yeah, if you need if you need voiceover hell, if you listen, mental health is a big is a big thing for me. If you just need somebody to talk to my phone number is on my website, reach out. You know, if you're having a bad day, you want to talk sports makes you happy. Call me. Let's talk. I'll talk baseball. Uh, I'm excited that I I hope the Warriors tonight. This is being recorded on the, the game six night. Yeah. Um. I, I'm hoping the Warriors can close it out tonight. I really don't want to go to a game seven. Um. I'll talk basketball. I'll talk. You know, Bay Area sports. Like seriously, like reach out to me, like for anything. Um. You know, if you just need a friend. Well, that's all the questions I have today. I want to thank Neil Wilson for the time. You can find this episode on CandidSportsGuy.com, Ken with two wins, and on my YouTube channel, Candy the Sports Guy channel, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In addition, hand out over to my social media pages on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports, Instagram at Candy Sports Guy One, and TikTok at Candy Sports Podcast. Until the next episode, see ya, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. the Sports Guy Podcast.